All right, so welcome to this nice morning session. It's a time for us to start our day by connecting to the silence, the morning silence and stillness. Instead of filling our day with activity right as we wake up, can we start by looking inside, tuning inside. And so I'm going to guide you through some meditation and then we'll have some readings and discussion. That's the plan for this morning. I'm going to start with a beautiful sound. Enjoy the sound of my bowl. Let the sound enable you to be even more fully present. And just tune in to the natural silence that is always present and even more available in the morning. It's a kind of silence that sounds actually cannot disturb. It's always there, it's behind all sounds, even behind the thoughts. And for the rest of this practice, sounds will not disturb us. Every sound just makes us more present, more alert. Sounds can move through us. Thoughts can move through us. Bring your attention to your heart and awaken a sense of gratitude in the heart thankfulness could start by thinking of a few things you're grateful for and then stay with that feeling of gratitude that comes up, that attitude of gratitude.
So can you think of at least three things you're grateful for? And if three is less, you can keep going. Be in that state of gratitude. And what is it like to feel gratitude continuously for a minute with no other thought except gratitude? And let's have an intention of really reconnecting. Reconnecting with our true self. The true self that is beyond all the identities, all the roles that we play in our life. The true self that just is. Nameless formless and yet very alive, very intelligent let's also have an intention of looking at life from a new angle, a new perspective one that we might not be so familiar with Something that's more expansive. And finally, let's have the intention of right here this morning, letting go of what is no longer required mentally, emotionally, energetically, letting go of this excess baggage that we sometimes accumulate and being free. This whole morning session is an opportunity to put down the burden, put down the weight at every level. And if one or all three of those intentions make sense for you, then within your own heart, 
you can silently say yes. You'll have a little guided meditation. In this process, whenever your mind wanders, notice you're not doing it wrong. That's what the mind does. Your job is to notice and bring it back. Notice and bring it back. A wandering mind just means stress is being released. So don't create more stress around that. Come back. And like this, have a lot of enthusiasm for the practice. You will get everything you need from it. Notice all the different sounds you're hearing. There may be bird sounds. There may be traffic sounds. Any other sounds? And can you find that place inside of you that does not judge sounds, does not like some sounds and not like some sounds? So for the rest of this practice, sounds will not disturb you. bringing the awareness to the breathing process, breath, feeling the in-breath, feeling the out-breath, enjoying the in-breath. Enjoying the outbreath. If you can just take one peaceful, mindful breath, you know how to meditate.
and some thought will come, mind may wander, smilingly bring it back to the breath. Again, one peaceful, mindful breath. Enjoying the process of breathing, feeling the breath is far more nourishing, far more interesting than all these random thoughts. Just decide, the breath is the most interesting thing right now. You can adjust the breath so it's really comfortable, really pleasant. So if you need to breathe slightly deeper, slightly slower, make sure it's really comfortable, really pleasant. You're not practicing to get to some place. We're not feeling the breath to reach to some next level. 
We feel the breath to feel the breath. To be in touch with life, to be alive. How much of our life is gone doing one thing for another thing? In this moment, we do this thing just for this thing. No next step. And at some point you might shift instead of feeling I am breathing you might realize I am being breathed Or you might realize life is being breathed. Just one big mystery here. Just experiencing it with openness. I will now mention some body parts. Notice what you're feeling in each body part. It's not about imagining the body part. But if you do, that's fine. Don't worry about that. Focus on what you're feeling there. Really feel that. 
Notice what you're feeling on the forehead. Top of the head. When you can feel without judgment, without, pre without preference, something very beautiful happens. Everything harmonizes. So bring this attitude to the back of your head. What are you feeling there? And just feel. Feel for the sake of feeling. Back of the neck. Upper back. Whatever body part I mentioned, just bring attention there. See what happens. You'll notice something. In case you notice nothing, notice that. And whatever you're feeling is exactly right. There's no wrong way to do this. Bring your attention to the middle back. And the lower back. And the base of the spine and the buttocks. and the back of the legs. And the back of the lower legs. Soles of the feet. All the toes. Top of the feet. Both the ankles, lower legs, upper legs, thighs. and the abdomen area
the lower belly. The whole belly, just notice what you're feeling. Whenever the mind wanders, smile, bring it back. The whole chest. All the fingers. Moving up the hands to the, cover the both the hands completely and the shoulders. Throat. and the whole face, including both the ears. Back to the breath. Now experiencing the entire body simultaneously from head to toe. For a moment, forget what the body looks like. All you have is this experience. Some kind of sensation, some kind of pulsing, vibrating, some kind of feeling. And just experience that.
And notice how everything is changing. Breath is changing. Feelings are changing. Notice the quality of arising and passing. Arising and passing. Fluctuating. come to a place of non-interference with the flow of life, not interfering with anything, breath, feelings, thoughts, emotions, non-interference.
go to a place of inner silence, inner stillness. Let life take care of everything else. You just be still.
And we come to the last part of our practice, sending loving wishes. Loving wishes to ourselves. For making this time, making this opportunity to come here today, to listen to this today and to practice to the best of your ability, gratitude, loving wishes. And what is it like to be your own best friend? What does that feel like? And what is it like to be comfortable in your own skin doing whatever you're doing with a lot of interest, a lot of love, what does that feel like? And what is it like to realize that life is not a race, it's not about perfection, it's just about showing up. Showing up again and again and again and again. loving wishes for everyone gathered here this morning. Loving wishes to your family members. And loving wishes to someone in our life who's struggling. Moment by moment, only these loving, compassionate wishes are arising.
and everyone else in the world, known and unknown, near and far, we're all connected in this web of life. So from the middle of your heart, loving wishes, infinite blessings. infinite blessings We're all going to take three slow, deep breaths. Second is deeper. Third is even deeper. Like, move your fingers and toes a bit. Fingers and toes. And you can start rubbing your palms together. Nice and warm, nice and warm, nice and warm, nice and warm, nice and warm. Bring them over your eyes. Over your face. And we can slowly open our eyes. Let's say together, how wonderful, how wonderful, how wonderful, very nice. Beautiful. So we did a meditation practice where we welcomed all the sounds, became aware of our breath, became aware of what we are feeling, let go of everything, we were just quiet for some time, then loving wishes, loving wishes, good wishes for all. Hmm. Does anyone want to ask something or say something?
we'll have a few readings and then we'll discuss the readings. So I'd like to read from the Tao Te Ching. This is uh, one of the main teachings of Lao Tzu, great master. And um, there are 81 chapters in this book. The translation I have is by Stephen Michel. Michel. And um, Shubha, give me a random number. Seven. 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 The Tao is infinite, eternal. What does Tao mean? It's very hard to give a meaning, but you could just say it's the way it is. It's the way things are. Right? The Tao is infinite, eternal. Why is it eternal? It was never born. Thus, it can never die. Why is it infinite? It has no desire for itself. Thus, it is present for all beings. The, masters, the master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. The master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. She is detached from all things. That is why she is one with them. Because she has let go of herself, she is perfectly fulfilled. The Tao is infinite, eternal. Why is it eternal? It was never born. Why is it infinite? It has no desires for itself. Thus, it is present for all beings. The master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. She is detached from all things. That is why she is one with them. Because she has let go of herself, she is perfectly fulfilled. So, Shubhavi, let me ask you, which part of this reading stood out for you? So how interesting, right? In being detached, she's one with them. Anybody else? Which part of this reading? Amrita, which part of this reading stood out for you? The last part. The last part. Because she's let go of herself, she's perfectly fulfilled. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I also like this part. It has no desires for itself. And thus it is present for all beings. So how interesting. In our desiring, we are actually disconnecting ourselves. When I'm meeting you with a desire, am I really meeting you? Or am I only looking at you as a means to my desire? Right. I have a friend who, uh, who used to run a very successful business. 
and at some point she sold the business to her partner and she told me something has shifted she said for so many years my conversations have been transactional conversations every conversation a transaction every conversation what do you need what do i need do you promise you promise you'll give okay <laughs> sure okay sign the contract <laughs> So she said for so many years transactional conversation conversation but now that she sold the company she says wow i just meet people i'm not in a rush it's not about what you can give me it's not even about what i can give you she said it's so relaxing it's so delicious <laughs> she said she'd forgotten this for years it has no desire for itself thus it is present for all beings Hema, any part of this stood out for you? Uh, you think me actually uh, the detachment part? Mm. She's one with everyone. She's detached from all things, and that is why she's one with them. Also, in the beginning, it says, "Why is it eternal?" It was never born. So, one of my teachers, Nisargadat Maharaj, we have his picture here. Nisarth Maharaj used to say that if you think you were born, it's okay. Let's see. It's okay. Yeah, sure. It's all like I said. If you think you were born and you think you will die, if you think you were born and you think you will die, you will continue to be born and you will continue to die. Which is why I I sometimes say that. wishing someone happy birthday is the biggest illusion because <laughs> you're reinforcing that illusion right what do you what what is the birthday you're reinforcing the age of your body the identification with your body isn't it i'm so old now i'm so old and then we have jokes for okay now you're 10 years old and you're 40 years old and you're 60 years old and so it's very cute at one level there's nothing wrong in it in itself the issue comes from the identification that okay now i'm this and now i'm this and now i'm this right So Maharaj says that if you think you were born and you think you're going to die, then you will continue to be born and you will continue to die. So you have to touch that part of yourself, which is like it says here, was never born, and so it can never die. Somebody asked one of my teachers, "What is the reason for this human life? Why are we born?" He said, "We are born so we understand that we were never born." <laughs> 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 Maharaj even says what evidence do you have that you were born Someone told you you were born on this date and that date I mean were you really there what evidence have you taken on here say I was born What evidence do you have They took a photo but is that really you how do you know <laughs> So he says what evidence is that really is how do you know you know which is going on the most basic thing we going on here say i was born i was born here i was born on this day time and this date who are you without that story so an instant relaxation happens what if it began with a big lie and then the lie is building on the lie is building on the lie and also it says the master stays behind that is why she is ahead Have you noticed people always want to put themselves in front, put themselves in front? Then you don't feel like really being with them. So one of the marks of a leader is that they want to put other people in front. Except when things go wrong, then they put themselves in front. Actually, it was my mistake. 
So this is the mark of a leader. That when the shit hits the fan, they take full responsibility. They absorb the whole blame. But when things are going really well, they pass on to everybody else. And this is how they build. So Maharaj used to say that, I'm not here to create students. I'm not interested in creating students. I want each one of you to be a powerful teacher. And I, don't, I don't want to be your guru. I want you to be the guru. <laughs> right? That's an example of leadership. Puts others in front. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. So Amruta, give me another page number. Let's do one more from this book. 24. 24. He who stands on tiptoe doesn't stand firm. He who rushes ahead doesn't go far. He who tries to shine dims his own light. He who defines himself cannot know who he really is. He who has power over others cannot empower himself. He who clings to his work cannot create anything that endures. If you want to accord with the Tao, just do your job and let it go. He who stands on tiptoe doesn't stand firm. He who rushes ahead doesn't go far. He who tries to shine dims his own light. He who defines himself cannot know who he really is. He who has power over others cannot empower himself. And he who clings to his work cannot create anything that endures. If you want to accord with the Tao, what do you do? Just do your job and let it go. So Swapnil, which part of this stood out? The one who defines. One who defines himself cannot know who he really is. Because now you're lost in your own definitions. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Right? I've been in my own practice noticing last few days that in different situations, different identities come up. With different people, different identities come up. They just take up. It's just fun to watch those identities. Now in this situation... Yeah, So beautiful, so beautiful, so true. So one, one invitation is that could you do all of that without defining yourself? Could you, is it possible? Do you have to define yourself in that situation? Or can you just be? Right? But, but you still do whatever you're doing, but the definition is now not there. So he who defines himself cannot know who he really is. Because who you really are is maybe too profound, too vast, too magical, too miraculous for any boring old word. <laughs> I am this, I am that.
courageous conversation with with an organization. You're limiting, yeah, huh? Interesting. So I can relate. You know? So beautiful. Then yeah. I started defining. Then after giving them my bio, I said, "Oh no, I, I'm this one. <laughs> that is ah. this one." So again. So how how uh, did, did you feel limited by it or unlimited by what happened? No, then I started writing about myself. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Then then what happened? Then I said, "Okay, I can. I'm somewhere again. I'm." You know, You're I putting yourself into a. Exactly. Ah. So it didn't feel totally true. There is more to it, yes. yes. I think it's fun to not only have a resume, but also to have an unresume. <laughs> After you write all of that, you say, actually, I'm not this, I'm not this. I'm not this. <laughs> Cancel it out and say. See, life you is. Are, I mean, but see, life is a challenge. Life, life is not here to molly cuddle you, right? Life wants you to wake up. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd just be in your own happy dreamland. <laughs> she was happily in a dreamland until this organization gave me your resume. Okay, I'll give you my. Uh, give a deadline tomorrow. Okay, and then she's sitting and writing. But this doesn't feel real, you know. And in that process, she's waking up. She's waking up to the fact that I am undefinable, and I'm just playing this game. This is a game. So understand, it's a game that you're playing. And then play the game. Like they're saying, they're saying, do your job. They don't say, don't do your job. They say, do your job. Let it go. So write the resume and then let it go. Don't be hung up in that resume. Don't be caught up in the idea of that resume. Right? Hold it lightly, not tightly. So when, the, when it's time to do the work, do the work. Right? Our problem comes, and I, met, I meet some people who are very successful. They have had very accomplished lives, done a lot. And I notice them, when they retire, they go to a huge identity crisis because their whole life has been about this person who's done this, who's done this, who's achieved this and become this and you know and so many people have been fawning on them and getting such a lot of and so they really see themselves as something, something very very solid and now suddenly it's like, it's like a huge crisis and people think they enjoy retirement, what enjoy retirement, I'm depressed, we have nothing to enjoy I'm just so confused for the whole life, then, they, then they're, they're trying to create new things for themselves, they don't know what to do with themselves I met a lady who said that I was driving with her and she said, uh, Nitya, I never had a father. I said, really? What happened? She said, no, he was there, but he wasn't there. He was the chief justice in the Supreme Court. When he would come home, he was still a chief justice only. <laughs> so we never had a father, we had a judge. And he'd be judging at home, also he'd be judging, room is not clean. <laughs> this is not, and you could never argue with him because he's a judge, right? So there's no question, your honor, your whatever your honor. <laughs> so, so the whole day, from morning to evening, we only had a judge. We, I never really had a father. I only had a judge. I could never relate to him as a person. I could only relate to him as your honor. <laughs> you see that? So this is a person who's locked into that identity. And while they may be a fantastic judge, they have lost out in the bigger plan. Their own, they cannot even connect with their own child become too tight. And then I, I'm not even sure that they are such a good judge, actually. When they've gotten so lost in their identity, they've lost the touch with the humanity of life. 
then are they really a judge? Are they lost in their some law, <laughs> some idea of how it should be? I also like this one. He who tries to shine, he who tries to shine, dims his own light. In trying to shine, in trying to, you know, and last few days people have been saying, Ditya, let's help you market your courses. And, <laughs> and it's all right, we, we, there's nothing wrong in that. But how do we do it in a way where we're not trying to, you know, put, I'm this and I, again defining ourselves. This is, the, this is against a challenge. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge. What's the middle path, right? Where I can, yes, I can let people know about the work I'm doing without getting so caught up in that definition, without overly projecting, without becoming bigger than who I am, you know. I think it's, if one just approaches it like the mystery that it is, and more with playfulness, I don't even, even the answer will become a new definition, isn't it? Can I approach with this, there's a certain, as we're reading this, you're getting in touch with a certain state of being, which is probably more fluid. It's probably more spacious, it's more kind, right? So I think can one approach this thing, I think at the, at the, just do your job and let it go. So yeah, now life is somehow wanting me to step up and say, okay, Nitya, you've played this game where you've let it, things happen organically. And maybe it's all right to, like even the trees, they propagate their seeds. They don't say, let's wait for everything. They propagate. And some of the seeds are capable of going, the pollen can go miles, right? And sometimes with, with the certain, in, in the belly of bird, they can go for a long, long distance. The seed in the belly of a bird can go a very long distance. So nature does its own propagation, right? So if you look and say, it's all right. Yeah, that's somehow this is what life is asking for. And I've noticed in my life when I get more than one person saying something and in, in a short succession, then it's like, okay, life is giving me a nudge, <laughs> right? When many people say, Nitya, do something on YouTube, do something on YouTube. It's like, all right, there is a certain asking. Why don't I honor that asking? Why am I so hung up on my, my thing, right? So I've just learned to listen to that. Listen to the nudges, whispers of life. So do you think at the time, yeah. not wanting to define yourself also becomes like kind of defining? You're right, exactly, yeah. See, that, all, that becomes a new definition, which yeah. is why this is such a, it's such a living thing. Yeah. It's not like, okay, now I have decided this. Because that's the moment you die. In that moment you're dead. And then, then you become, I look, you define yourself, I don't define, look at how good I am. <laughs> look, you're spreading, you're, you're shining, I'm not even shining, look at me. Look how bright I am. You see, even that, this is where, you, where we have to. There's a story of these two students who uh, came to the, the last meeting with their teacher. And the teacher says, all right, after this, you're going to be passing on, you're going to be getting into the big world. And in this big world, you should be aware that whenever someone comes to meet you, you should give them the top hat. What does it mean, top hat? Make them feel big. He says, if you want to be successful in this world, make people feel big. Don't try to be bigger than them. All right? Teacher says, this is my final advice for you. So the students, uh, you know, they bow down to him. And one student said, Master, I just want you to know that I have had many teachers in my life. And you have been the best, most important teacher of all of these teachers. And on the way out, he told his friend, saw how I gave him the top hat. <laughs> There's another similar story. There's this uh, uh, teacher who has a very special bird. This bird lives in a golden cage. And this bird has the ability to smell ego. So whenever she smells ego, she's go chip, 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 chirping. So he's a meditation teacher and many students come. 
and when he thinks that some student is particularly you know looking very deserving like they've had a big illumination awakening then he has one final test for them they have to carry the the cage with the bird and they have to walk through the city and come back and if in that entire journey the bird chirps even once then they're not enlightened they're not awake so all right so there's one student looking very promising he says all right come take my cage walk down that road and come back and the teacher has purposely arranged that along the road some people will praise this person some people will shout and scream at this person he's put a few obstacles he prearranged it and he wants to see what kind of response this person has person walks 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 and many many obstacles come people beautiful girls come and say you're so handsome come be with me <laughs> bird of not chirping you know somebody comes and abuses him who do you think you are why are you walking over here and all kind of he walks very calmly comes back and of course when he comes back the teacher has a glowing look on his face and says my dear student you're the best student i've ever had and chirp chirp chirp, chirp. <laughs> the bird goes off <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's interesting in this for me is that like in the last few days I've had some people really praising me to my face really praising to my to my face and I'm just noticing what's happening inside of me see when someone's really criticizing you or they're really praising you something's going to happen inside of you and if you can just be alive to that it doesn't have to be that I'm this or I'm not this but just be alive look look how interesting like when they're praising me I'm getting a nice ticklish feeling <laughs> right or when they're criticizing me then I'm getting this defensiveness you know who do you think you have you don't know the whole story let me tell you what you're missing you don't know huh? and then notice that judgment arising that self justification arising i think the main point is to be aware of that not to get into the new identity that oh i'm never never affected by praise never affected by criticism just notice what's alive in me and yes it came up the ticklish came up and it went away and the uh, the defensiveness came up and it went away it doesn't become oh i'm a defensive person or i am this egoistic person no it's just how interesting life is interacting with life and i think that's the intelligence that the dao de jing is pointing us towards to be sensitive to life instead of getting lost in our identities and there's a lovely teaching by tiknathan he says you know when someone praises him he would say yes in some ways in some way not not always in some ways so when they say oh you are so generous yeah in some ways i am generous not in all ways <laughs> like i'm very generous but if you ask me to share my board game they'll say no thanks <laughs> the certain thing i can share certainly i don't want to share <laughs> you go to hemad house she'll give you very nice stuff to eat but then you say can i borrow your favorite knife you say no nah, this is my knife i can't give you <laughs> she right there's certain things you may not want to share very close to her heart right so notice that and it's all right beautiful Oh really? Yes, I don't know why. I mean, normally they say you should embrace it, yeah. and uh, but I, it makes me very uncomfortable uh, because every cake has its story mm. in the kitchen, mm. and everything that I do has its story. And I know what I have been through, or uh, how I have managed to put that up for that picture. And then later on, sometimes I've had to disassemble it also and ask the client to fix it at the venue, mm. kind of thing. It 
And you were alive for that. You were alive to your own discomfort. Right? Yeah. And then you, you can get curious and say, so what's going on here? What, what is it? I mean, why am I so, is it because, so maybe if you want to be more authentic, maybe next time take the photo of the disassembled cake also. And so now say, this is the, this is the real full story, right? I was only giving you part of the story. This is the full story. So maybe then that'll, if that's what, that's, if you want to, if you say that this is this culture of putting up only the best part, like I think Sonam Kapoor said in an article, she said, you see my photographs, you think I'm so beautiful. You don't realize the two hours of makeup that went into this. <laughs> right? And the crazy diet that went into this and the crazy exercising that went into this. You know, he said, I'm sp sitting there on this seat getting made up for two hours, day after day after day. Right? Is that really what you want to have in order to... You know, to have this. So I think it's beautiful for us to just share the, the whole picture. And maybe also, to, and in fact, maybe this is the way the world works. That when you are that authentic, then people actually connect to you more. Of course, some people use that as a strategy, but that's fine. <laughs> I was hearing someone yesterday, he was teaching someone, you be vulnerable and they'll trust you. <laughs> this is great. Now vulnerability has also become, that's also become a new, it becomes a tactic, right? This is the way our brain works. You be vulnerable, you tell them what's going on, then they'll trust you, then they'll be other. This is, a, this is a new thing now. So that there's a very there's a, one of the best-selling books actually, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. Actually, it's a very powerful book. It, the t title is kind of very kind of uh, what do you say, self-helpy or whatever. Manipulate. It's all almost all manipulative. But actually, the book is based on sound principles. The principles are true, but how do you use the principles? You can become a master manipulator with that book because you realize that people like, for example, one principle is people here they like no sound in the world as much as the sound of their own name. So I'm talking to you, if I keep saying, so Hema, Hema, you say, ah, Hema. Every time you hear the word Hema, it's like, yeah, acknowledged, I'm here, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I could use that to manipulate also, right? Yeah. So the same principles, while they're true, so they're beautiful. In, in spirituality, we have these two paths, let's say together, the path of power, the path of power. and the path of purification. the path of purification. The same principles can be used for the path of power. The same principles can be used for the path of purification. My teacher told us that... Uh, there was one monk at that time getting very, very popular, very, very famous. And we asked our teacher about him. He said, yes, he's using the magnetic power of loving kindness. So loving kindness, which is sending good wishes, very pure, very beautiful thing, right? But you can also use it, it's a magnetic power. It's a hypnotizing power. So when you sit and you generate that kind of loving kindness, it's like all, all the beings get attracted. It's not the ultimate truth. Right? Now the same practice of loving-kindness can be done to purify your heart or can be done to have a, this kind of magnetic effect on people. So in the Zen tradition they say when the monk is sitting and enters that beautiful samadhi all the birds get attracted. All the birds, they go chirp, 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 chirp. Birds are so happy to be in that presence. But when the monk gets fully enlightened no bird notices. <laughs> I love that. You see? Like the peacock putting out all his feathers, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, right? But then, otherwise, it's just... In fact, when you hear the crowing of the peacock, what horrible sound is that? <laughs> you don't, the peacock sounds terrible, right? Yeah. So there's something very beautiful about the last one, that you actually get transparent. So the birds don't notice this person anymore. So there's a path of purification, there's a path of power. How to win friends and influence people could be used for purification. Generating powerful relationships, connection, genuine connection, could be used for power. 
and manipulation as well. But then this is the nature of this world, right? And so this is where we constantly have to self-examine, self-look inside. And it's an opportunity. I love this teaching by Byron Katie. She says, every moment of stress is an invitation to inquire. So when you're having this stress, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why am I feeling uncomfortable? What is it? And there's some, again, there is some kind of an identity, some kind of a story that, oh, I'm not fully this, or maybe you don't know, or you don't, whatever it is. So then you check what can be, what can be adjusted over there. I remember <laughs> I was having a session and we had a break and there was this very handsome young man. So I went to Abra and said, you know, you're, you're very handsome. He said, but Nitya, you're more handsome. <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> you know, like, why are you resisting? I'm just telling you you're handsome. Just take it. You know, why do you have to make a big thing? But you're more handsome. Said, All right, fine. I'm more handsome, happy. <laughs> yeah. So then notice that. Notice that. After I've, after I've met Nitya, I'm uncomfortable with being compliment. <laughs> I've actually become very uncomfortable with how I am. Yeah, yeah. There are times when I'm just sitting and thinking to myself, and I always think, what did you do? I'm talking to you, but what did you do? It's it's I, can't just, you know, uh, See, it's a, it's a, I think it's a healthy process. The way it goes is like this. Uh, there's a lovely Zen teaching that in the beginning, mountains are mountains, rivers are rivers. In the middle, mountains are not mountains, and rivers are not rivers. In the end, mountains are mountains, rivers are rivers. <laughs> so, I think you're coming to that, to me, you're coming to that high. It's good. Like, in a place you are happily receiving, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. And then it's like, you know, so first one is, I am this, I am this, I am this. Then you say, but well, I'm not this, but I'm not this, but I'm not this. And then you want to come to a higher integration where I am this and I'm not this. So in that moment, I would say, can you stop being so selfish? That person is in a moment of appreciation. They're in a moment, they're thinking of your uh, Instagram page, it's inspiring them, they're sharing, authentically sharing what they feel. Can you get out of your idea of Hema, I'm this and I'm not this, and just let them enjoy themselves, let them say whatever they're saying. Social media is one of the biggest fake things. Huh, why not, right? And I would say this world is a fake thing. You know, like it's all the oh, beautiful, fantastic, congratulations, thumbs up. There's a lovely, Nisargadat Maharaj, somebody came to him. Maharaj, somebody had gifted him a, uh, tiger's uh, skin to sit on. This is a thing in India. Yogis sit on tiger's skin. So somebody came to me and said, you know, I, you're sitting on a tiger's skin. Tigers are endangered and you're sitting on a skin. What kind of a spiritual teacher are you? You know, he, uh, he said, don't you disagree with this thing of uh, sitting on a tiger's skin. An animal was maybe killed for that. So Maharaj looked at him and said, I disagree with this universe. <laughs> Not just this tiger's skin. I disagree with all of this. <laughs> I am not in favor of any of this. <laughs> this world is full of contradiction, right? right? And so actually, who are we really? The moment you point a finger at anybody, you're pointing so many fingers back at yourself. Right. So it's all right. I mean, this is part of the fun. We will say things and we'll, somebody will disagree, somebody will agree. We think we're better. Buddha said something very powerful. He said, if you think you're better than someone, you're deluded. If you think you're worse than someone, you're deluded. And here's where it really he slaps you in the face. If you think you're equal to someone, you're deluded. <laughs> and it really made me think, what does it mean? Okay, I've mean, heard the first two before. You're not better than, you're not worse than. But you're not even equal. Because it's true. I mean, are we really equal? If you, if you look at the resumes, are we equal? 
We're not equal. But neither are we better, neither are we worse, and neither are we equal. The Buddha says there is no basis for comparison. Your basis for comparison only is flawed, actually. There's nothing there. It just is. It's, one, it's like a poem. Alan Watts says that life, the closest analogy you can give it is to music or to dance. In music, you're not trying to get to that one moment in the music. <laughs> you're not doing it all to get to that one crescendo. No, no. Otherwise, people would only write the crescendo. Every single music track you'd hear would be one giant crescendo and it'll be over. But that's not the music. The whole point of the music is the music. The whole point of dance is like, we'll dance and we'll get to that point on the floor. <laughs> you don't dance to get to a particular point on the floor. You dance to dance, right? And so you live to live. You breathe to breathe. You put stuff on Instagram to put stuff on Instagram. People appreciate to appreciate. It's over in that moment. It's, it's over. When they criticize, they criticize. When they appreciate, they appreciate. What's done is complete. And so the Tao Te Ching is telling us, just do what needs to be done. What is being called of you, just do it and let it go. Let it move through you. Life wants to explore and express itself through you. It's like Alan Watts says, we are the nerve endings of the universe. Each one of us. We are the nerve ending of the universe. A nerve ending is very, very alive. Very, very curious. And we are the nerve ending of the universe. Very curious. What is this? The universe has come to a point in its own evolution where it can experience itself. And we are that nerve ending of the universe. Experiencing itself. Life experiencing life. So what is it like to be more uninhibited, more open, and yes, more sensitive? All right, feeling complete? Take a moment of silence. And have a beautiful intention for yourself, for your day. Something simple, something powerful. Nice deep breath. Tera Mangal. We'll sing Tera Mangal. Or you can repeat after me. Mera Mangal, Mera Mangal. Mera Mangal, Mera Mangal, Mera Mangal. Mera Mangal, Mera Mangal. 
तेरा मंगल तेरा मंगल तेरा मंगल हो रे सभी का मंगल सभी का मंगल सभी का मंगल हो रे दसों देशाओं के सब प्राणी मंगल लाभी हो रे दसों देशाओं के सब प्राणी मंगल से भरपूर हो सभी का मंगल सभी का मंगल मेरा मंगल मेरा मंगल तेरा मंगल तेरा मंगल तेरा मंगल हो रे मे आई बी अ चैनल ऑफ ब्लेसिंग फॉर समवन टुडे मे आई बी अ चैनल ऑफ ब्लेसिंग for someone today i am now a channel of blessing in the world in the world in the world and so it is and so it is and so it is very nice well done